Yes, good morning, everyone. Uh, we're going back to the tropical regions this time. The emphasis of my presentation will be on the northeast lands of Brazil. Uh, I'm sure many of you or some of you are familiar with Brazil, the beautiful beaches in, in Fortaleza, Recife or Bahia or somewhere else. But uh, as I mentioned before, I mean, this is a Brazilian country, Brazilian territory. And one of the most vulnerable regions of climate change and climate variability in South America is precisely the Northeast Brazil. I'm just giving you two examples of uh, what United Nations, uh, the Human Development Index, uh, in terms of income and in terms of education. And the red colors are the lowest values. So if we see, for instance, in the Amazon region and Northeast Brazil, the difference between the Amazon region and Northeast Brazil is this is highly densely populated. Almost 15% of the national population lives in this region of Northeast Brazil especially on the, what we call the semi-arid lands in the interior Brazil. And this is a very special case study. Many sociologists have been working on that and they never came with an answer on why this population has not adapted already to climate variability. And there is a lot of answers, some sort of dependence from the different governments in terms of, for instance, keep them the way they are because of the votes for the president, the current president, comes from this region also. There are several things that climate change cannot change. I mean, it's the same thing coming from anywhere, I think. But pictures like this, for instance, come in newspapers. You see, like people walking uh, distances like five kilometers to get water, or if they have this kind of problem, they have to move. They became like uh, environmental refugees, and they move from the interior of Brazil to the northern cities, Fortaleza and the others, and creating and aggravating a social problem. So I could say the drought is a major problem in there. So uh, taking some of the words from IPCC, for instance, in terms of uh, the economical impasse, climate, climate change is a real problem. It will affect everyone and everywhere, and especially in developing countries. Uh, populations and, and, re, and uh, uh, parts of the population and economical sectors are very important. Um, poor regions are disproportionately affected by weather and hazards, like it happens in Northeast Brazil, and so happens that Northeast Brazil people is exposed to vulnerability, is exposed and vulnerable to climate change, especially the ones that have to do with water. Okay? Some of the studies we have done in Northeast Brazil, Northeast Brazil is not the problem of lack of water, it's the problem of managing the water. So if there are rich people, these rich people have the water on their hands. Under more than 90%, they depend on these rich people in terms of, of, of water. So it's a major social problem where the climate situation makes the problem even worse. Just to give you an example, this is the climate variability. This is rainfall from 1961 to 2009 for a, one particular region of Northeast Brazil. This is the mean, and you see ups and downs. Those ups and downs are basically years with a lot of rainfall and years with drought. And the drought has been documented since the past, like in 1710, 1723, 1982, 83, 1997, 98. So this is a major problem when we had 1997, 98, and some small drought in 2003 and 2005. Everyone, like in the Amazon, for instance, say, oh, it has to do with deforestation, it has to do with global warming and things like that. So all the scientists alcohol and say we have to do something. But suddenly nature came and shake us. Why? This is what happened this year in 2009, not just in Northeast Brazil, but in the Amazon. It's an extremely wet year, floods basically everywhere in the Amazon and Northeast Brazil. 
So the same people who were blaming global change, they were blaming global change also to these kind of things in terms of deforestation and things like that. Of course, the problem with climate change is not just more or less rainforest the pattern of extremes. That's the way we focus this way. So just to give you an example, for instance, almost 200 people were left, I mean, had to leave home because of uh, uh, the floods, the water going up, all in all this region from the Amazon and also in this part of Northeast Brazil. So, we started several years ago some studies uh, creating the first uh, regional climate change scenarios, downscaling basically using various different models. And at the time we have a collaboration with the Hadley Center where we, they provide us with this version, the HAD AM3P. This is, was in 2005. Now for 2009 we're redoing all these experiments with the HAD CM3 and other models. But the idea of this, just based on those climate change projections we had from the past, uh, from the A2 high emission scenario. For 2071, 2100 relative to 1961, 1990, uh, it was a, a warming of about 4.6 degrees in the Northeast Brazil region and rainfall reductions of the order of 40 to 60 percent. Um, in, in terms of extremes, the dry spells will become longer. Well, it's a region where it doesn't matter, it can change from 31 to 30 degrees centigrade. It's warm. It's not just the combination. We cannot look at one parameter. It's the combination of two parameters. It could be coming warmer and drier, or it could be coming warmer and wetter. Warmer and drier, you have the problems with agricultural, warmer and wetter, you may have problems with health, malaria, dengue, and other, other types of, of diseases. So, these regional scenarios in here, which I'm going to show, it's linked to a global warming of about three degrees. Uh, basically, this figure. Oh, sorry. Basically, this figure. This is the, the global pattern from the forcing model we use, the A2 hat AM3P. So it's a global warming of 3.3, and for Northeast Brazil, it was a, a, from the global model, part of Northeast Brazil was 3.6. And you see that all those impacts I'm going to show you later on is for a 3.3 degrees. So if it's four or five, probably you can imagine what will be the answer. But um, uh, this is what the observations show. Northeast Brazil, part of Eastern Amazon, the state of Marañón, and then part of uh, uh, the different states here, Salvador Bahia, and all of them. This is the interior part of Northeast Brazil, the semi-arid lands. In this case, this is basically a water deficit from 1999 to 2007. This is the number of days uh, uh, areas with deficit about 30 days with, without uh, rainfall in nine years, and then this is the consecutive years. There are some differences in here, but the region is the same. This is the most important region, the most populated region, and usually the most delicate region whenever we have a problem with drought. This is a combination of temperature precipitation, basically the water balance. Okay, but we can see that this situation in this particular region is, is to the region we are focusing on in, in our studies. Well, uh, just taking some of the examples, some of the uh, means from the different IPCC Air 4 models. This is for uh, Northeast, region Nordeste, and this is for temperature and precipitation, A1, A2, sorry, A1B and B1. And you see the four degrees line in here. Uh, if you notice, these are from the 22 different models and the dark line, the fat line, is the mean. And these others are the different models. So you see, like, the mean here, it reaches, and some of the models say already reach by 2075, the four degrees 
Same situation for A1B in the case of V1 is hardly. But in terms of precipitation, some models, they show extreme reduction, as you notice. Others, they show, like the GIS model and, um, don't recall, I think GFDL, they show increases on rainfall. The Hadley Center model falls more in this way. But in terms of, uh, of mean, it may be a small, slight tendency for negative values, but there is a, a large spread among models, and this spread is higher during the last 30 to 40 years of this period, from uh, until 2100. So just take, taking uh, the projections, the mean from the three regional models, the downscale experiments for temperature changes, northeast Brazil in here, and rainfall changes. You see the temperature changes in here, the different colors, three to four, four and six degrees. So parts of eastern Amazon and interior northeast Brazil, four to six degrees, or three, depending on the region, and in here, the rainfall reduction of the order of 40 to 50, uh, especially in the, in the interior part. So this is, like I said, this is 2071-2100 related to 1961-90 for a 50-kilometer uh, downscaling from the three regional models. This map, um, uh, as I mentioned before, in Brazil, I work for the federal government, and the federal government uh, institutions, they work together. So what, what happened to Embrapa, which is the um, Brazilian Institution for Agricultural Research, they worked together with us, with IMPE, and they decided to, to check, to do an experiment in terms of the geography of agriculture in Brazil for the future. So what they did, basically, they took our climate change scenarios and started mapping what will be the conditions for the future. Let's say this is the present in terms of soybean. If you notice for the Amazon, all the projections I want to show, this one and the next one in the Amazon, is this ex what is called excluded area. It means that it doesn't matter, the government will never allow, at least on paper, soybean in the Amazon. <laughs> well, I, why, why I say at least on paper? If you notice, the Amazon region should include also the state of Rondonia, a part of the state of Mato Grosso, which is this part. But, the governor of Mato Grosso is very close ally from the present government. It used to be called the rapist of the Amazon. Now it's the friendliest guy from the Amazon, of course. All of them are looking at trillions of dollars coming from red, according to what they think. But what happened? This is the present. Okay, let's see, for instance, the red colors, non-adequate regions in Northeast Brazil for soybean. And then the yellow, which is non-adequate, but they are still able to produce with some sort of irrigation. Okay, so if we go for the future, 2050 and 2070, yes, and green is adequate. So just look at how this red color is moving, like a, a disease in there. So what happened in the Amazon, if somebody was, uh, sorry, in Northeast Brazil, so if somebody was thinking in having soybean in Northeast Brazil, it really, in the future, in 42 scenario, most of the regions are going not to be suitable for, for soybean in Northeast Brazil. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then we have a similar situation for uh, sugarcane. But the problem with sugarcane is the opposite. The unsuitable regions in the present in red, if you see the future, the red color is actually reducing. So it seems like uh, for sugarcane, it's the only crop that it may be better in the future as compared to the present. In Brazil, sugarcane is important because we use it basically for ethanol. Half of the car fleet is alcohol and the other half is, is gasoline. Okay, and some of the studies in terms of, of uh, uh, hydrology, for instance, this is San Francisco River Basin, 
reductions on the water flow and then reductions on the uh, 7% approximate in hydroelectricity generation. But Brazil, it depends almost 90% in hydroelectricity generation. And this is also projection for the future in terms of employment. Negative values means unemployment. So as a consequence of changes in agriculture, basically for the future, there is a huge wave of unemployment affecting most of these states. And if something is not done, all these people will start moving around and start creating a problem of, of political um, and uh, environmental refugees. And in terms of natural vegetation, this is for the present, uh, potential vegetation maps that shows the Caatinga. Caatinga is more like a shrub type. For the future, this Caatinga is going to be in the center, replaced by desert or semi-desert. So we may have a process in there in, in which a semi-arid climate will maybe become more like a desert type arid climate in the future. Those are the maps I, I got from, the, uh, from this website. I mean, it's just to see, for instance, for the four degrees warming scenarios, and temperature and precipitation, and the five degrees warming scenarios. This, uh, you have it on the presentation, but I just wanted to show it because uh, what I wanted to say is basically, with 3.3, the problem is bad. With four or five, the problem is going to be even worse, okay? So the projection in rainforest in there uh, is interesting to consider out episodes in the region. Once the world's droughts, for instance, 1998, falls in this category of, of 3 degrees of gram warming, for instance, there are some studies to see if these kind of events may happen more extremely, more frequently in the future. And you see in the last uh, uh, statement, uh, warming of 3.3, uh, with regional warming of about 4.6, the impacts could be even higher for the future. Just to finish, um, I just want to make a comment in terms of uh, some studies we did with the drought of 2005 with the Hadley Center, the drought of 2005 in the Amazon. That event actually was one on 60 years, but in some of the experiments we did with the Hadley Center, by 2050 or 2060, that event may come one every two or every three years. So events like this would be more frequent in the future, but of course, all of them comes with a limitation of, of models and uncertainties still present on the different kind of models. Okay, thank you very much.